Welcome to the Four Eyes podcast, brought to you by Young OD Connect. We give you a clear view into the new grad optometry world across Canada and the U.S. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Deepan Carr. And I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku. Dr. Yusufova, thank you again so much for being on our podcast today. And for our listeners who don't know who you are yet, uh, would you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here and chat all things eyeballs and nutrition and anything else we want to talk about. Yeah. But I am a practicing optometrist in Portland, Oregon. Um, I graduated from the New England College of Optometry in 2007 and did a residency in Boston in, uh, in the community health center. Uh, which was a wonderful experience. I got to see uh, everything in that setting. And then um, I moved back to Oregon, which is where my family uh, lives uh, in 2009. And I actually worked as an adjunct faculty, uh, clinical faculty for Pacific University for almost 10 years. Wow. Uh, and then while um, I practiced for a few years in a, in a, it was an optical, uh, but like a private, not a chain um, optical that was optician owned. So I kind of, you know, was a independent contractor for, did that for a few years and pretty much, you know, it was a good, it was a perfect setting because it got me really thinking about opening my own practice and what kind of things I wanted to do. So I opened my practice uh, in 2000. And 13. So that was, we just celebrated wow. our 10 year anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was a cold start. Any cold start, as you know, very, very difficult in the beginning. Yeah. But um, I'm happy kind of to say now I only work two days a week. I've, I've, I used to work seven days a week. A week yep. on. You know, pretty much even if you're not seeing patients, you're there doing everything else. Um, but now I at a, at a point where I only see dry eye patients and I, um, I work two days, Mondays and Tuesdays and, and, uh, on Fridays I do autologous serum or PRP preparations and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my practice in a nutshell. I do, uh, we've been doing advanced dry eye treatments from pretty much from day one. As soon as mm -hmm. I opened the practice, I, I saw that there's, real need and demand for for really addressing dry eye at, at mm -hmm. the you know at the high level and, and advanced with advanced treatment options so I invested into all these advanced treatments early on I mean you know yeah. pretty much right away got lipoflow IPL got like five or six years ago and you know started mm -hmm. doing everything uh as as soon as I really felt like okay I could financially do it yeah and um and then with the nutrition thing really came organically after that too. So having the the time because you know I only I mean clinic two and a half days that really gave me a lot of free time and kind of quote unquote free time because yeah you know you it's never family, free time it's really never free time yeah yeah but gave me some time some some freedom to really go back to school and you know study nutrition at the masters at the graduate level and really be able to apply it not only to my dry eye patients but really that's why I, that's that was the motivation for my dry mm -hmm. eye patients but really across all uh, you know 
every I discuss nutrition with everyone basically. Yeah. Everyone I share. That is amazing. I mean, your journey sounds um uh, very unique, but also I mean quite similar to probably a lot of optometrists out there. You've kind of dabbled into different, you know, modes of optometry. And um, congratulations, first of all, on that 10 years of private practice. So thank that's you. amazing. I'm actually you. I'm oh, thank now. you. <laughs> yeah. So now, so now I'm starting to, I understand no free time is not free time. Free time is admin time. I've learned, I've yes. learned very quickly, <laughs> yes. but um, yes. um, just a side question that's not related to the functional medicine, just because for your dry eye practice, you started about 10 years ago, correct? Yes. So have you seen that exponential interest in dry eyes from patients? It must be so different for your practice now compared to in the beginning. Yeah, I think the difference now is dry, you know, really even 10 years ago, it was prevalent. It was more prevalent. Mm -hmm. I think most doctors, most optometrists, ophthalmologists were not really paying as much attention to it. Yeah. What I was frustrated with was that I was just not okay just telling patients to do warm compresses, artificial tears yeah. and fish oil. And then they would come back and be like, it's not better. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what else. Oh, I guess we'll try Restasis. And for me, I was like, well, let me see what else is out there. And then, you know, like Lipoflow was already out for some time. We had Myboflow, like some of the mm -hmm. early you know, MGD treatments. Um, IPL was just getting started. So I was like one of the first ones to get it. And wow, it was kind of like, you know, one of those things people were like, what, what is that? Like, it was a lot of now, like patients, when, when they come in, that's the difference to answer your question is a lot of my patients now are educated on dry eyes. Yeah. So they come in, they know what IPL is, you mm -hmm. know, when I, when I even say IPL, they're like, oh yeah, I read about that. Oh, I know about that. So I think the information, the patients were there, but just the treatment information wasn't as prevalent mm -hmm. or as, as readily available as now it's like the discussion is much easier. Yeah. Um, again, by the time patients are in my chair, they've already seen multiple doctors. They've already yeah. done research. So again, they are very educated on mm -hmm. dry eye. So, awesome. which is why I want to have all the tools. I want to have all the answers. I want to know, um, you know, if they're coming in with something, I don't want to be like, what's that? You know? So, so it's like, what's next? That's a perfect question because when you ask yourself in the dry eye world, what's next? I mean, this whole episode is all about another area of healthcare where you can try to tackle dry eye disease. And that's with functional medicine. Right. So I love that you wanted to expand your knowledge and expand your treatment options, um, you know, for your dry eye disease patients um, by, you know, educating yourself on functional medicine. I think it's awesome. And can you tell us more about just generally what functional medicine is and how functional medicine relates to ocular health in general and dry eye disease? Yeah, so functional medicine is kind of, you know, looking at a patient or a person from like addressing a problem comprehensively. So mm -hmm. it's not just here's a disease, let's let's just, you know, uh, prescribe a medication or do a, a, a kind of a reactive approach to that problem. It's looking at a whole person from every angle and, and looking at it like system, systemically. Mm -hmm. So functional medicine, 
it's the root cause that they look for. So they're not looking for why is this organ not functioning? It's looking at okay, what kind of systems that could be affecting this 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 um, organ? So root cause it's basically is is it, and it's a lot of times it's obviously nutrition, wellness, and um, the approach is preventative. So right because if we know that a root cause of one problem is something in that you know gut health it's not just going to stop with that organ it's going to affect other organs and things like that mm-hmm. so that's why what, what i love about it and again going back to dry eye dry eye it, we know is multifactorial right we know that there's a lot of factors and now with the new dues the lifestyle report we know you know they talk about the gut microbiome they talk about the uh you know sleep the role mm-hmm. of sleep you know like it's we've known that stress and anxiety or our, our, our patients with dry eye have a higher you know risk for those uh, conditions with they have depression anxiety yeah. um they have autoimmune conditions yeah so it's this is why i basically like a couple few years ago now in 2019 um, i decided to go back to school to uh study nutrition and it was um it's uh human human nutrition and functional medicine it's a naturopathic school but they have basically masters in nutrition and um they have other like chiropractic school and things like that um essentially what you know i mean when i wasn't going through it i was like oh my gosh what am i doing i'm literally back in school like taking exams and studying for reports i mean every week we had we had to read like a science, scientific paper and then do a report on yeah. it. It was a lot of work, wow. but I'm so thankful for that because again, it really, I mean, the whole world of nutrition and functional medicine is just like, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface of it. Of it yeah. I feel like I've, I've studied it at the, at the really deep level, but I still feel like there's so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that in school we had some sort of, you know, something about nutrition and wellness because yeah yes and this is not just in our in our area you know in just even in medicine um you know healthcare providers doctors physicians nobody's really taught nutrition it's it's a shame because yeah that's true actually every yeah every physician every doctor should really have a good knowledge of nutrition should really have the time to discuss that with patients Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this from my patients that they're like, wow, you're the first doctor to tell me about this. I mean, rosacea is a perfect example. Rosacea, we know, is a really high risk factor for MGD, right? We have, Mm -hmm. if you have ocular rosacea, you have MGD. If you have facial rosacea, most likely you have ocular rosacea, therefore MGD. Now with IPL, we know like the importance of addressing the inflammation on the lids and but gut problems are so prevalent in these rosacea patients. Yeah. So when I talk about this, when I'm like, do you have these symptoms, bloating? Do you get constipated easily? Do you have some pain in your in your stomach after certain foods? Do you get flushing after eating this food and this fat food? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know, you know, those that was actually related or that would exacerbate my skin or that would cause... Um, you know, all these problems on, on, on my skin. So again, making that connection between what you eat, your, your rosacea flares up, therefore your dry eye 
flares up. That's the connection. And so many times patients tell me they've never heard that before. Yeah. They've seen a dermatologist for many, many years. They've never talked about food and, and how that could be that could be the cause. So a lot of times, again, they're prescribed doxycycline or, or some topical yeah. uh, treatment to put a Band-Aid on it, which, you know, works temporarily. As we know, with chronic use of, of antibiotics, we now are disrupting the microbiome even further. So then it's like this vicious cycle these patients yeah. are in. So they'll kind of have a no problems for a little bit, but then they'll have a flare up again. And they're like, mm-hmm. what happened? That's kind of what functional medicine does is that like, you're not just putting a bandaid on the problem. Let's get to the root cause of it. You know, yes. is there something going on with your gut health? Your Do you have dysbiosis, that imbalance of your gut microbes? You know, gut problems like dysbiosis has been linked to anxiety, depression, and even like um, some other like, like uh, dementia and, and yes. Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, no healthcare provider other than a nutritionist is learning about nutrition. And, you know, I guess on one end of the spectrum, you would think, okay, well, like you said, there is so much, there's a whole universe about nutrition that, you know, you could learn about. So is that too much information for maybe all healthcare providers to learn? Maybe, but yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't even get simple courses on nutrition. And when you really think about it, macular degeneration is the, one of the number one retinal diseases where we learn green leafy vegetables are important. And then, and then that's it. And then they just kind of go on to the next topic and say, well, this injection works and this, 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 and sun protection. And then when you sit with your patients, you kind of say, yeah, eat some green leafy vegetables. And then they're like, what, you know, what, what ones? And I go, oh gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Go to the grocery store and look for something dark green. I don't know. And so not only for things like macular degeneration, dry eye is all inflammatory, right? I mean, there's so many inflammatory components to dry eye. So why are we not learning about anti-inflammatory foods, anti-inflammatory ingredients? You know, we should be learning about those things. And I'm on the same page as you, which is why I love this conversation. As a BV doc, um, you know, the eyes are part of the whole body and the nervous system. So I can see how mental health really influences your um, functional vision and the way your eyes work as a team together, or if they don't. I don't understand nutrition yet, but I totally feel the energy and the enthusiasm of what you're talking about so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and maybe this is a good way to kind of talk about the programs that Dr. Mm -hmm. Celia and I have come up with. So Dr. Celia uh, Fatch is uh, an optometrist and she is also a CNS nutritionist. Certified nutrition specialist. So we actually met to, you know, in this program that we were doing. Oh, wow. So that's where we met. And then all of our cases or majority of them were really dry eye, dry eye patients. So after we uh, finished this, this program, we were like, why don't we put together an online program, our protocols together? I mean, this is something that we know works. We've worked with, again, so many patients one-on-one yeah. but instead of doing one-on-one work let's put it together where we can get the program 
out to more people, mm -hmm. to more patients. So that yes. way, like you said, you know, if it's uh, a practitioner and optometrist who is aware of like, okay, there is a, something going on here where I, I want you to work on some your nutrition and, you know, want you to maybe follow a certain protocol, but they don't know where to go. That's what this program is for. So it's program yes. for patients only. And it's basically very much structured 10 week uh, program. This one is different because it's specific for dry eye yeah. created by optometrists slash nutritionists. So we have specific supplements, we have specific foods, we have specific, you know, um, uh, protocols or, you yeah. know, re recipes, we have food yeah. recipes. The nice thing the what's really unique about it is that we have also live sessions with Celia and I. So that's um, a lot of programs out there are kind of like you just kind of do it yourself. And, yeah. you know, so this one, first of all, you have a form of other, you know, participants or people, patients going through it. So it's kind of a community, right? So you have a community, yeah. of, you know, in the forums, you can post questions and things like that. So it's kind of like wow. same, same people or, or yeah. same, you know, going through the same thing. And then by, we also have live sessions with me and Celia. They get access to two doctors um, who are also nutritionists. So that way you, yeah. they can ask questions about supplements, foods, and or you know eye health and things like that. Mm -hmm. We This is a collaboration with referring doctors. So we make it clear that we can like change their treatment plan you know if they're mm -hmm. if they're put on zydra sequel whatever they're not we're not gonna be changing things you know we're here to kind of put things together to answer their questions yeah. and things like that but we're not necessarily taking over their eye doctor mm -hmm. so it's, it's a partnership with an eye doctors we want to be a supportive to what they already do um but it's not you know it's not replacing their eye doctor Wow, and that's, that's amazing. And that's another thing. Like we, we had a lot of requests from eye doctors, our colleagues on, hey, I want to I wanna learn more about this nutrition and how to talk to my patients. So so that kind of was because of the demand, how much we, you know, how many people were asking us, is this for doctors? Because we, I want to take it. I want to learn this. That gave us an idea. So we took, put together a masterclass, a gut health masterclass. Yes. And this is for eye doctors only and this is basically like a lot of really amazing content on everything you want to know on gut health and all the imbalances and things like that and and how to basically to give you the knowledge and tools to be able to recognize if somebody has certain symptoms so you feel yeah. comfortable talking to them about oh I think you might have IBS or mm -hmm. I think you might have again you don't need to diagnose it you don't need to treat mm -hmm. it at least know how to recognize and and have the discussion and have the conversation and that will give you again the power to sort of you know you feel comfortable talking about these things yeah. and how to like have have that discussion yeah. with your patients it's like taking that one extra step for the patient right it's it's exactly what you mentioned earlier you said that you know you ask patients a question about their gut health when they're in the eye exam you know and the patient goes no one's ever really asked me that before. If you ask a patient a question that takes that extra step in the exam room, you're always going to blow the patient away. You're They're always going to think, wow, this is the only doctor who's ever taken the time to dig in a little bit more 
even if you yeah. didn't solve the problem, you didn't make the official diagnosis, you maybe couldn't even offer them other treatment plans, but you were the one who showed, I really do care. And I, I'm going to try to ask a few more things, try to dig in a little bit more when it comes to dry eye disease. Like you said, it's so important too, because yeah, their mental health can be affected significantly. So if you can identify those patients where they've tried all their dry eye treatment options and they're still not happy, they're not satisfied, they're suffering. Nutrition is definitely an important aspect that if it hasn't been touched or discussed yet, yeah. um, this sort of a program is wonderful. That's, yes. I, I love the program. I thought it was a great idea. Does the OD have to refer them for the program or does anyone have access to the program just if they randomly Google this program online? Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, it's it's on online, which our new website is mm -hmm. ithrivewellness.com. So E-Y-E thrivewellness.com. And that's where you can find the, these both of these programs. But um, so it's out there. So if we promote it, you know, people can find us on their own. But we also wanted to make it like a, you know, kind of a affiliated thing for uh, referring doctors. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, it's, that's the thing. I feel like we have so many other ideas now that we're like, okay, this is doing well. Let's see what mm -hmm. else, like, is there demand for another conditions, you know, maybe for D, yeah. right? So macular yeah. degeneration for glaucoma, because, so I think it's going to be the whole personalized nutrition is the way to go, obviously, yes. because- every disease has, you know, different imbalances and yeah. every person is different. So even within the dry eye, like just, you know, your dry eye is different than my dry eye. Um, so knowing the root cause and that's kind of, I don't have a cookie cutter approach. Like when, when colleagues, um, you know, reach out to me and they're like, what's your approach for, what's your protocol for dry eye? I'm like, it's very yeah, personalized. It's you know, I have to like, really know the person like look at their full history look at their lifestyle look at you know and then I tailor that my approach specific for that patient mm -hmm. whether it's my you know in-office treatments or pharmaceuticals or biologics and yeah you know, like nutrition and wellness all of that is very much personalized and I feel like that's how every medical approach treatment should be I am 100% yeah. on board with you even um how you're explaining how you handle dry eye disease is exactly the way that a lot of us and especially myself approach BV issues. There is no cookie cutter solution for CI or accommodative excess or, um, you know, an intermittent exotropia that only shows sometimes and then doesn't show up the other times. You don't just slap on the same amount of plus minus or prism for every similar disease and say, okay, well, this should work everyone's different. They have different mental health status. They have a different personality. You know, they, they have different reactions. They have different comfort zones. They have different refractive air. I mean, there's so many different things and you really do have to see the person as a whole to say, yeah. okay, I have a general toolbox. Now let's start picking which one we're going to try based on the 10 minutes that I've kind of assessed you just even from your behaviors. Now right. I already know kind of what you need. So I love that. You know, if I, if we're an optometrist who is treating dry eye disease, um, we have dry eye patients, but we don't know a lot about nutrition. Um, yes, your program is available, which I think is awesome. And I think everyone interested should try it. But 
what are what are the other resources for connecting patients to those resources? You know, if yeah. we don't have them available in our office. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so I think first it starts by bringing awareness, right? So like we talked about talking about, okay, so there's something more going on than your eyes. There's something, mm -hmm. it sounds like there's, you know, especially if these patients have autoimmune conditions and, you know, maybe starting out by just asking, hey, what, what do you, what, what's your diet like? And a lot of times your patients will say, Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's good. And then you'll say, well, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, I just had a bowl, bowl of cereal, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, so yeah. right there, if you get specific, you'll get some very specific answers. And it's, it blows my mind that people, this is still a thing. Like I had a patient actually just like last week, uh, a diabetic patient who said he just has a muffin and coffee every single morning. That's his morning, you know, breakfast. Yeah. Not right there. Like if you just say, get specific, like what, what exactly do you eat? You know, what, what did you have for lunch? What did you have for dinner? What's your typical dinner? And then you can really, from that, just making it common, like, Hey, how about instead of a muffin, have some like protein in the morning mm -hmm. and, you know, have an egg, have something that's not processed. That's not just added sugar, you yeah. know, something just even simple suggestions, which are very, you know, common sense for us. Like you don't have to be nutritionist to be able to say, you know, let's swap yeah. that with, um, add a green smoothie in the morning to kind of mm -hmm. load it up with nutrients and give some, you know, maybe a general recommendation on smoothie recommendations. So, so you can kind of do a little bit of that yourself, right? But let's say mm -hmm. that you don't have the time, you don't really want to do it, or you don't, you know, necessarily feel comfortable doing it. Sometimes, I, so there's actually a resource, it's called ifm.org, um, the Institute of Functional Medicine. And I use that a lot that, that for my patients to find um, functional medicine doctors. Nice. So let's say they have like Sjogren's or like, you know, even diabetes, like metabolic um, disease. And I asked them like, is your uh, rheumatologist or endocrinologist or your primary care doctor, are they helping you? Or are they, are they telling you what kind of foods to eat? And they'll say, no, nobody really like has done that. I'm like, are you interested in that? Oh yes, of course. I'm like, okay, this, you know, again, if, if I feel like I'm not the right person to really dive really deep with them, mm -hmm. I would, refer them or, or, you know, recommend this website where they can actually put their zip code and then it and pulls out all the functional medicine doctors in their area. And oh, these awesome. are again, that are medical doctors. Some of them are naturopathic doctors or PAs. I mean, you can be an OD and be on this group. So again, it's um, it basically anybody who has, is taken the time after their traditional, you know, training, yeah. medical training, to do more functional medicine, uh, you know, clinical work. So then again, these are the great doctors to pair up your patient with, because then yes, they can take the time to do some functional testing to see what kind of help they can do. Or awesome, um, yeah. So I think you know that's the resources there, and if you, but as I want to also, this is why we came up with this masterclass too because yeah. I want to I want to help my colleagues yes to feel comfortable getting the conversation going because again a lot of times as you know like our patients really trust us you know I have yeah. patients who say 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to work with anyone else. I want to work with you, you know? So that's kind of why I, this is why I actually went back to school to be a nutritionist because I was like, well, I don't don't know what I'm doing. I want to, you know, if I'm going to help you with this, I need to know what what the heck I'm talking about. So I think it motivates you too to help them more when you see how much they appreciate you, right? When those patients appreciate you, you want to go above and beyond to help yeah, those patients. I, yeah. Patients are, yeah, they are loyal. <laughs> they, tr- they like trust me more than they trust their primary care doctors. They're asking me for advice on everything. I feel like I'm their, you know, mental health yeah. doctor. I'm their- <laughs> We I'm their- are. I think optometrists yeah. <laughs> really are not like eye doctors first. I feel like we're eye doctors last, honestly. Yeah. We're addressing mental health issues in That's- the room all the time. Yeah. Nutrition. Everything, everything stress levels we're talking yeah. about everything with these patients and then the eyes are like oh yeah by the way by the way you also yes. have this eye is, problem I think it's so great though I feel like yeah. that's I love that I love being that provider for my patients which is again what keeps pushing me to do more yeah. and to invest in myself to because if they're looking up to me for answers or if they are coming to me for help I again if I'm not I'm not gonna do anything outside of my scope I I'm gonna yeah you know if it's really something that they need professional mental health um you know help I will refer them I will make sure but again a lot of times just even talking about stress management right let's in dry eye again that's something is Yes, nutrition, overall wellness, but stress management is so huge. Yeah. And, you know, stress levels are high, yeah. like really taking the time to um, talk about that. Like, hey, this is actually can affect your eyes. And mm-hmm. patients are like, what? I didn't, you know, yeah, my life, my life is a mess. Like, I feel like everything is really so mm-hmm. taking the time to actually, again, bring awareness. You don't have to be an expert in that. You don't have to be like, you know do anything that you're not feel comfortable doing but at least make the connection and that's really like if we can do that for our patients and then it's like a light bulb goes off they're like okay I need to take care of that better yeah I need to do that like because now like my eyes are killing me because I'm sleep oh I didn't know it's because I'm not sleeping because I'm like you know really stressed yet my work is stressful and I come home and I'm you know, binging on, you know, whatever, like they yeah. just like seeing the pattern yeah. and like, okay, as this is the result of that pattern, my, my behavior. We as optometrists may think that something is so obvious. Patients do not know a lot of that information. So you have to remind patients and educate them on these little things that you may think yeah. everyone knows, then, but people know, really maybe- don't. Just like yeah. the diabetic patient yeah. eating a muffin every morning. Yeah, I, I think it's something this this area, the functional medicine, the, the root cause, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, approach and nutrition and wellness. It's it's just growing in medicine in general in eye care. So this is a great time to, you know, get involved and get educated at any level. Again, you don't have to go back to school and do what we yeah. did. But that's why we have the master master class too to kind of educate yourself. There's so many resources now to learn about this. So that way, again, we can make those connections. I mean, I get comments from my patients all the time that say, 
oh my gosh, like when I, you know, I came to you for my eyes and now my skin looks better. My eyes feel great. My skin looks better. I'm sleeping better. My energy is better. My gut health is better. Like I get, I get these, you know, comments all the time from my patients and, um, and that's what I want to, I want other doctors, other optometrists to, uh, experience to kind of get you know to offer to their patients too just so that you know again they're not just fixing one problem because dry eye is usually has so many other yeah you know comorbidities co- other conditions that are present that maybe are you know we don't want to look at it as just like a separate problem this is part of the bigger problem yeah and you kind of put the you know connect the dots it's like wow effect not yeah. just you know, for like the results that you see in your patients, but patients come back to you and they're like, that's why these patients are that I have are so loyal. And they're like, I want you, I want yeah. you to ask me things that I'm like, I don't know. I, that's not my expertise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying to show you like, you know, the marks <laughs> on their back. Like, can you fix this too? And like, can you just fix my feet and my hip is hurting? And you're I'm like, no, there. I can't, I can't learn more. Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I have it even like a crazier story. Like I had this, um, this was like probably like two years ago now, a patient, a younger patient. And this is, this just blows my mind. This story is crazy because she herself is a physician. She was a, a resident cardiology resident and she had ulcerative colitis and she had chronic dry eye. She was already on immunomodulator, yeah. but she has. So, you know, of course I talked to her about diet. I'm like, obviously you have a gut problem and she was like, uh, yeah, you know, she kind of dismissed me. She was like, not really, she, you know, she was like, okay, I'm a doctor. I know what I'm doing type of thing, yeah. you know? So, but you know, her diet, she was a very busy resident. She was eating like granola bars in the mornings and yeah. you know, eating like hospital food for lunch and things like that. And next a year later, she came back and her eyes were like horrible flare, you know, flared up. And she was like, oh my gosh, my, my colitis was really, it was, uh, it was flared up last or, you know, six months ago, I've been on high dose prednisone for a long time. And she went to the Mayo clinic to see GI specialists there. And she asked them about diet. And they said, there is no specific diet yeah. for ulcerative colitis. This is a doctor who should know better. And she went to the best clinic, the Mayo clinic, and she was told really there's no specific diet for this literally your colon is inflamed yeah oh my <laughs> and you're goodness. telling me there's nothing she should change her diet and then she asked them if there's if she can see a nutritionist and they said they didn't have a nutritionist on staff or available or something like that i just couldn't if i had yeah. if i did not hear the story with my own ears i would think that this is un, this is not yeah. real because yeah again this is recent only like probably a couple years ago and highly educated person it's one of the best clinics we have for a GI special you know problem that this and she's told no that you don't really need to change your diet or do anything different yeah so it's like everything yeah it's like you're just suppressing the inflammation with a steroid yeah you're not seeing you're not solving the problem yeah I mean of course she's you know resident high stress poor diet poor sleep all like it's a recipe it for all <laughs> is combined but yeah. it's like at least one thing you could do you know things yeah. that you're putting in your body that's going through your colon colon so if you're not 
fixing or if you're not doing anything different there of course i mean her eyes will never get better super inflamed you know again she was but just a perfect example of like there is there's a problem in our healthcare, right there's a big problem between what the the knowledge is there Uh, you know i don't know like it doesn't have to be completely i feel like medicine like the western medicine is different right like yes it's like yeah, I like to be I'm in the middle, right? I like to yeah. use Yeah. Yes, when I need my pharmaceuticals, they're great. I need them. They're too, great. Right? Yeah. right? They're needed for this acute problems. But when you have a chronic problem, when you have something that's chronically inflamed, no, you have to use like nutrition, yeah. wellness, like lifestyle, I'm not against medications because when it's needed, when you need it, you need it. Exactly. But I'm just also not going to throw a doxycycline at you yeah. because you have rosacea. Let's fix, you know, let's figure out what's causing your rosacea. Let's do IPL, yeah. let's do other things because doxycycline is going to disrupt your yeah. microbiome. So it's like, again, my approach is like, yeah, evidence, evidence-based approach, right? First, I, even with my nutrition approaches, my, I like to have, I tell patients, here's the evidence or here's mm-hmm. the, and we have a lot of it. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like Unfortunately, conventional MDs, conventional, you know, traditional kind of uh, training is like they really dismiss a lot of nutrition evidence. But there's so much. Again, when I was in school, I was blown away. I didn't know. I was like, wow, there's like this whole world, the whole science of nutrition. I was not aware of I just like I'm just like scratching the surface learning so much mm-hmm. and there's studies after studies after studies on all these things that again I didn't even know and I feel like again when we're trained in the western uh medicine mm-hmm. training we don't learn about that we just kind of learn about very much like medication yes. the evidence it's- for medication that's it the Western world. Oh my goodness. We're going to just like go right off topic on this. I feel like the listeners are going to be like, they're just ranting on (laughs) and on about the Western world. But, um, because again, I specialize in BV and a lot of vision therapy is not accepted by, you know, Western medicine, uh, doctors, and they don't believe in therapy. It doesn't exist. It doesn't work. It's hippie. It's voodoo magic because, the research and the articles and the case studies and the science that's out there is not presented in that perfect little box that the Western world wants to see. And that's not fair. That is not fair at all. You know, we have vision therapy books and, and articles that were written almost a hundred years ago that still apply to patient cases today and it's so relevant and it's so real because you see it in your chair, right, Mila? You see it in your chair every day. But the Western world wants a pretty little box wrapped up yeah. with a nice bow in the box that they provide you with the ribbon yeah. that they gave you in the size that they give you. And they say, put it in this. And yeah. ours ours doesn't fit. Yeah, That's, that's it's what true. it is. It's true. so true. It's very true. But I yeah. think it's changing, you know, again, with the whole yes. like, you know, I feel like there's definitely been a shift in how these chronic conditions and imbalances, Mm -hmm. you know, like you see it with the binocular dysfunctions you see, and even like in medicine, right? I feel like there is that shift towards the functional medicine, integrative um, type of um, approach. So 
yeah, I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like in the next, you know, five, 10 years, 20 years for sure, like it's going to be our, this, this conversation is not going to be like, oh, you know, a contra- controversial it, topic. It, I feel like it won't be. It yeah, won't. I don't know. It I won't. Mean, I don't know. Maybe, it won't. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to, it is something that already accepted and I don't know, not to get, yeah, I feel like I'm easy. It's easy to get. <laughs> we could talk about this all night, honestly. All night, just go off all and night. Be like example after example, but yeah, maybe we'll just, we'll just not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, I think it's, it's exciting. So I, I'm excited to, it's, it's almost like a new chapter in my career, mm-hmm. right? It's, I've been practicing for 15, 16 years. Wow. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like first you, you're as a new grad, you're, you're sort of like trying to figure out where you want to work. Again, I worked at Pacific University as an adjunct and like while I was doing um, another thing. But so that was like a early phase. But then you have your private practice for 10 years. And I feel like that's on autopilot. I, it yeah. keeps growing because I keep doing more things within yeah. it. And then the next thing is like, okay, now I'm excited about this whole like nutrition and wellness because again, we're in our profession because we want to help people right yeah and this is another way i can help people not just with their eyes or dry eye i can help them feel better and though yeah. and that's get feedback from my patients that's when i'm excited like okay i want to do more i want to do more of this and i want to awesome. reach out to more people to do this and um yeah it's like i mean optometry is that's it's one of the best professions i feel like to be in because like it's giving me all this freedom and and all yeah. this like opportunity to yeah to you know do different things and do different kind of like you know patient care um yeah so it's it's exciting awesome. you know, where the next 10 years takes me with this um with this new kind of not pivot but new like almost like a branch of optometry that I yeah do. it's definitely a branch but it's an exciting one um, yeah. I can already see it in your face. That's why like it's it's something you're passionate about. Yeah, I'm excited to see where you guys take the program in the future. Yeah, I think no, it's um, I love patient care. That's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, especially since I only do it two days a week. And that gives me I, I miss it. Like if I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think I could just not do patient yeah. care. I, that's one of the things that, you know, I hear from others about getting burnt out and like that's you know I just I wish I could talk to everyone when just about things that I've done so that not that like oh this is the only thing to do but I feel like you have to learn to do different things where you give yourself freedom right not to do the same thing every single day because I feel like that's where you get bored that's the burnout yeah the burnout so doing different things do having a specialty that you're passionate about and doing other things that are maybe even outside of optometry like you know again nutrition and whether they applies to optometry doesn't but that I mean optometry is one of the best professions so when I hear people that they say you know they're already ready to quit and they're super burnt out and um, that makes me sad because I feel like there's so much opportunity to do great and to be very yeah. comfortable and Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of branches that we can pick and choose. There's a lot of branches that we can add to the optometry trunk. Um, And so, yeah, I love where you're taking functional medicine in with dry eye disease. And then I'm looking forward to 
how you're going to apply it to all other sort of ocular health conditions. Um, and with that, yeah, I'll let you go, Mila. Thank you again for coming on. And I look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully at the next academy meeting or just next yes, optometry be, meeting in general. I'll be at the academy meeting. Thanks everyone for listening to Four Eyes, the podcast series brought to you by Young OD Connect. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram or YouTube at Four Eyes Optom for more content. We'll see you next time. Bye.